Do the Kentucky Wildcats have what it takes to make a run in March? Well, apparently, according to Coach John Calipari, they certainly do. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we are going to be discussing John Calipari's comments on SportsCenter earlier today about the Wildcats' makeup and how they could be prepared to make a run in March. Listener questions alongside CBS Sports' top five most exciting freshmen in college basketball also coming on today's episode. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook the official sports book of Locked On. You can make every moment more, and right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Want to remind everybody out there, we're free and available on all platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the show. If you're listening on podcasts, Appreciate you tuning in there as well. Really good podcast numbers uh, this month. I appreciate everybody that's been listening and following along as we get closer to football season. Let's go ahead and get into it. John Calipari thinks Kentucky is prepared to make a run in March Madness. He hopped on Sports Center earlier today, talked about a lot of different things, talked about how he thinks we could fix NIL in the transfer portal by giving players essentially a fifth year if they stick around for four years at their respective schools. He talked about how he feels the Wildcats are trending and how he thinks that they are prepared to make a run in March. He talked about the uh, the Global Jam and how important that was for the Wildcats to get that, uh, I guess, that experience underneath uh, underneath themselves at this offseason. And I don't think a lot of people would disagree with that. It's a very young team outside of Trey Mitchell and Antonio Reeves. You've got some Freshman that needs to do a lot of growing up uh, against each other, uh, obviously, this offseason. And then you've got some really difficult early games in your non-con slate that are going to push these guys. So you needed something like the Global Jam to get you some experience uh, against some t- players that I believe were all U23 uh, in the Global Jam and and kind of feel more comfortable, I guess, as you wade deeper and deeper into the offseason. And now we're getting closer and closer to the season. John Calipari on SportsCenter kind of went through the things that he thinks that Kentucky needs in order to make a postseason run. And I I would like to read the quote here uh, that he had. Again, this is from ESPN on SportsCenter. And kind of want to elaborate on the things that he had to say. He said, our league is way better, so we're going to be prepared to go into March. You've got to be healthy. And again, the talent where you have a couple of guys that can just take over a game, where you have great rim protection, Those have been my final four teams. So I'm looking at this group, and our whole thing is let's just get better every day. We showed this summer what we can do. Now let's get stronger. Let's get more consistent shooting the ball skill-wise. Young players are not sturdy enough to be really consistent. That's why it's really important the summer and when they go return to campus in the fall. This is a good group in that way. I mean, they love being in the gym. I go into my office. I look out there. Four guys are in there playing, and they play a lot of pickup, which is really important too. A lot 
to unpack there within that quote. And again, there was about a 10 minute segment that Cal had on SportsCenter. If you want to go check that out, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. Also on Kentucky Basketball's Twitter, they posted the entire video in case you want to see uh, the entire interview uh, with Coach Cal again via SportsCenter and ESPN. So the first thing I think he pointed out here about why he believes Kentucky basketball can make a run in March is the SEC, the strength of the conference. Over the past few years, it's been evident. The conference has, uh, across the board, gotten significantly better, and I think that this year, with a couple of new head coaches and a couple of second-year head coaches kind of revamping their rosters, adding guys to the transfer portal, changing things a little bit, I think that from top to bottom, this is going to be one of the best leagues in the country, if not the best, um, outside of possibly the Big 12, which is going to be really interesting next year with the new additions that they have coming in alongside Oklahoma and Texas coming to the SEC. You've got teams like Ole Miss who are bringing in a lot of different transfer portal players underneath a very solid head coach and Chris Beard. Tennessee bringing back a lot of of experience uh, with their backcourt. Also got a couple different wings returning. Dalton Necht, a 20-point-plus score returning for them. Arkansas got a couple of different frontcourt pieces coming back. Auburn reloaded through the transfer portal. They've got a five-star All-American guard leading the way for them. Alabama's going to be small, but they I think they're going to score a lot of points. You look at a team like Florida uh, underneath Todd Golden, they're going to be interesting as well. Got a couple of, I think, underrated players in the transfer portal and you look across to teams like even like Georgia and Mississippi State I think that things have to be looking up for the Bulldogs right now probably going to be a little better than they were a season ago Mississippi State uh, I think that their three-point shooting was what truly held them back last year and the fact that they're going to be able to get a, uh, a front court piece in Tolu Smith and a really exciting guard I forget the name of the player from Marshall that transferred in that was just an absolute bucket for them last season uh this is a good league. This is a good league. You look around. I mean, I can just you could just keep naming teams. This is going to be a really Texas A&M may be the favorite to win this conference this year. I didn't even mention them. You've got week in and week out a number of teams that you could face in this conference that make you go, "All right, you know, if we if we play like this again in March, we're we're going to have a lot of success in the postseason because there's a lot of tough outs, especially on the road. If you're able to able to find some success against the Aggies, against the Tigers, against uh, the Bulldogs, against the Rebels, against the Volunteers, against the Gators, you're going to feel more and more confident in your younger group heading into this postseason. Also, the SEC tournament, I think, is uh, something that we don't talk about enough. I think it's undervalued, especially for a team like Kentucky that has not had a whole lot of postseason experience outside of Antonio Reeves getting a little bit of, a bit of it last year with the Wildcats. I mean, you're really going to see a lot of new things if you're a freshman or a newcomer uh, on this Kentucky team. Trey Mitchell got a, got a game in with West Virginia last year, obviously had some experience at Texas as well. But point being, you have to be prepared going into March, and the schedule, I think, will do that. I think John Calipari believes that, and I completely agree as well. He also pointed out, you've got to be healthy. And something else he pointed out, you've got to have great rim protection. I want to combine these things together here because this is something we discussed late in yesterday's episode. If you want to go check that out, I answered a couple of listener questions. And I believe it was Second Take on Twitter asked me, obviously injuries are going to happen. This Kentucky roster, I think, he didn't say this, may be potentially fragile in some areas. Who are the players that can't 
get injured if Kentucky is going to make a postseason run. And I said the biggest player for me is Uganda Onyenzo. And it goes back to what Cal said. You've got to be healthy. I think across the board, the Wildcats need to maintain their health. Thank goodness they feel comfortable about their depth in the backcourt this upcoming season. Reed Shepard, Rob Dillingham, both I think could be just fine playing point or off the ball at shooting guard. But Uganda Onyenzo in this rim protection I think is going to be crucial to the Wildcats' success in the postseason in 2024. They are going to need to get better on that end of the floor. Even later in the year, when Kentucky started to pick up a little bit momentum, a little bit of momentum, they still struggled. You think about that game at home against Arkansas. They just got blown by so many different times. You've got to have somebody anchoring things down in the middle. Against Alabama as well, you've got to have somebody protecting the rim for you. And I think you've got to maybe one of the best in the SEC at that this upcoming season. You've got to have health. You've got to have Uganda Onyenzo back and ready to play for you this year because he brings height, he brings physicality, and he brings rim protection. No disrespect to Aaron Bradshaw, Zvonimir Ivasic, or Trey Mitchell. I just think that Uganda is going to be the best defender on this team. Full stop. And then something else that Cal mentioned in between health and rim protection is also something that I talked about a little bit yesterday. And it's something that we're going to talk further about today. You need talent where you have a couple of guys that can just take over a game. We have, I think, since this po- I started doing this podcast, had a, had a refrain that I've hit over and over and over and over. And if you've been listening, you know what I'm talking about when it comes to Kentucky's long-term issues at guard. They have lacked, for the past couple of years now, a bucket getter in their backcourt that can go out and can take over a game and can be that dude. Malik Monk, De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Maxey, you're thinking about some of those guys in this backcourt over the past half decade or so being those dudes. DJ Wagner, I think, is going to be that guy this upcoming season. Antonio Reeves proved at different points last year that he can do that, and man, if he's taking a step forward like he showed in the Global Jam, you've got two players at your one and your two that can get you a basket and you feel really, really good about both of them. Now, DJ Wagner may not shoot the best. He's probably going to shoot about 45, 44% from the floor, 30 plus percent from three. He's going to get you buckets whenever you need them though. Antonio Reeves, I think is going to do the same for you this upcoming year. Probably going to see a lot of more, a lot more, I don't know if clutchness is the right word I want to use here, but if you head into this year with those two guys being your starters and Reed Shepard and Rob Dillingham being your backups and giving those guys time behind the one and two to develop and get a little bit more experience. I mean, you got to feel great about this backcourt, man. And on top of that, Justin Edwards is somebody that we've, I continued to say is somewhat underrated on this team as the best recruit in this 2023 class. You really do have up and down this roster players that I think can score consistently. And we really lacked that at times last year. It was just a lot of, yeah, I mean, they're they're good at this, they're good at that, but can they do it night in and night out? I think you're going to answer that question adamantly. You're going to say yes with several of these different guys on this roster this year. So you've got a couple of guys, I think, talent-wise, that can take over a game. You've got good rim protection. I think you are going to have the opportunity to stay healthy with your depth, I think that even if things don't go 
it, let's say you have a couple of players that do end up getting injured. I think that you have the depth to, to sustain it. So I think that you're going to have health and talent in your in your in your depth here. Um, did I just say depth and talent in your depth? Point being, Kentucky's got the dudes. Kentucky's got the dudes. They've got the rim protection. They've got the scoring. Um, they've got the dog, like I said, in DJ Wagner uh, yesterday. I, I think that they need more time to gain experience against these legitimate college teams. And I think this non-con slate, if UK can come out of it relatively unscathed, it's going to say a lot of good things about what this team could do for the future. And again, to go back to what I was saying, if you can just get your big boys going, if you can get the DJ Wagners, Justin Edwards, the Antonio Reeves, the Uganda Nienzos, you're going to have a good team this year. I think you're going to have a good team. I want to talk about two of these players here, two of these freshmen, two of these guys that I think are going to be dogs for this for this Wildcats pr- uh, program this year. DJ Wagner, Justin Edwards, they are two of CBS Sports' five uh, most exciting freshmen in college basketball this season. I want to get to that in just a moment. Before we do that, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we are faced with tough choices. The path forward isn't always clear. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. And if you're thinking of maybe starting something like therapy, then you need to give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. You can visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnCollege. All right, continuing along here on the Tuesday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. Really appreciate you guys hanging out, tuning in wherever you're listening, however you're listening or watching. If you would do me a favor and subscribe wherever you are at, podcast, YouTube, etc., That would be uh, much appreciated. We will have football content for you guys tomorrow, and we will have it Friday. So those of you that have been asking for it, don't you worry. We're going to preview Ball State. It's going to be a lot of fun. And if you have not checked out wildcatstoday.com, Andrew Stefaniak and I have been heading things up over there for about a week now. Excited to get that project underway underneath Sports Illustrated. Got some great content for you guys, both football and basketball related. So again, wildcatstoday.com. Com. Justin Edwards and DJ Wagner are, are among the most exciting freshmen in college basketball. So CBS Sports posted this just a couple of days ago. It kind of actually flew underneath my radar, but I want to briefly touch on it here for a second. We talk about players that can get it done for you that are that are the bucket getters on this team, right? And I, I really do think that Wagner is going to be that number one for you. But like I just mentioned a second ago, I think that up and down this roster, you've got players that can create and players that can create in tight situations. But I don't necessarily think that means they're like extremely exciting to watch, right? I don't think that Uganda Nienzo is going to be a thrilling player to watch, but he's going to be one of the best defenders on this team, if not the best, and maybe one of the best in the SEC. I don't know if Trey Mitchell is going to be one of the most thrilling players to watch. He's not going to impress you with a bunch of dunks or sudden outbursts of 20-point-plus scoring. At least I doubt it, considering how much depth Kentucky has if everybody's healthy in their front court. But he's going to be, 
I think one of the most valuable pieces on this roster because of his ability to distribute. The pick and pop three is absolutely there. His experience, his veteran leadership, he's going to be one of the more trusted pieces on this year's team. But when it comes to excitement, when it comes to flashiness, I think that I've reserved most of my conversations about, you know, who's going to really wow you on this year's team with Rob Dillingham. He's been the guy that I've continued to say, hey, this guy's going to be a lot of fun to watch. The offense underneath his guide, whenever he has a chance to step out on the court and take the reins, he's going to be the one that makes this fun. I I think that I've done the rest of this team a disservice by not explaining, you know, like this Kentucky team as a whole is probably going to be a lot more fun than it was over the past couple of seasons. And it's not a knock on Severe Wheeler or Ty Ty Washington or Shebway or Jacob Toppin. It's simply a matter of this, the makeup of this roster. They're going to be more exciting. They're going to be more fast-paced. They're going to play with a lot more speed. I think that they are as, they are as far as... As far as, I don't want to say, athleticism's not the right word, but explosiveness. I think that the Kentucky's got several players on this roster that could really show out this year when it comes to wowing you with individual highlights and plays. It's been a while since Kentucky has had a high flyer outside of Jacob Toppin that can go out and can just yam on people. And I know that Chris Livingston did it a couple different times last year, but you never really get the the dunks that you got to see from guys like Willie Cauley-Stein uh, over the past, what what was that, a decade plus ago. You don't, you don't really get to see a whole lot of that um, from Kentucky's bigs now that especially Damian Collins is gone. But you, I think, have a pair of really exciting freshmen that are going to be explosive and wow you in different areas this year. And I think that we need to start here with the number three most exciting freshman in CBS Sports's uh, rankings here, DJ, or, yeah, DJ Wagner. I don't necessarily know if DJ Wagner is going to be dunking on everybody's head this year, but what he's going to be doing is he's going to be getting you those tough baskets, those surprise threes the, in isolation where it's just like you see him uh, sizing somebody up and he pops one from the wing. And normally in the past, over these past couple of years, you would just expect, eh, Kentucky's not, this is not their thing. But he drills it, and it's one of those where you go, dang. And then a couple minutes later, does the same thing, top of the key, just bam. And it's just so thrilling and, ex- and exciting to watch somebody that can really just take things over and has that confidence and has that swagger, uh, if you would, if you'd like to use that word as well. Wagner's going to be a thrilling player to watch this season. I've described him as the more calm presence, the more steady presence, but whenever he wants to get aggressive, whenever he wants to take over a game, he- he's going to do so. And I- I'm looking forward to seeing those moments this year. And when you talk about somebody that can dunk on people's heads, uh, Justin Edwards, let me tell you something. I expect him to be the best dunker on this year's team. I think I said it like way back in May or late April, actually, when you guys were asking me about this uh, this year's upcoming roster. I said that I think Justin Edwards is going to be the most explosive player on this team as far as dunks and aggression goes. And I, I still believe that. I think that if you give him a little bit of time, to get his footing, to get the ball handling underneath, get the ball handling controlled, to get his offensive game controlled, you're going to see this guy dunk on somebody this year. I guarantee it. It's going to happen. We've hardly talked about Aaron Bradshaw getting out in transition and yamming on people. You're going to see Kentucky in the fast break this year, not necessarily just slamming things at the rim, rim running here. 
you're going to see these players make really, really fun plays whenever things are going to speed up. And I think that Justin Edwards and DJ Wagner are going to be your two lead guys here uh, alongside players like Rob Dillingham with his creativeness, his shiftiness, his ball handling, his ability to, to wow when it comes to distributing the basketball. You've got up and down this roster players that are going to wow you with what they are able to do night in and night out. So not only do I think this team is going to be more, I think, efficient offensively, but I think they're going to be more fun. I think this is going to be a really exciting team. If you have any thoughts on this year's team in terms of excitement, in terms of explosiveness, you can leave that in the YouTube comments below or hit me on the socials at LockedOnUK. I really do think Kentucky's got a chance to be a fun, highlight-filled basketball team. I've been saying that since March. I've been saying that since the clock's at zero against Kansas State, that Kentucky, I think, is going to be fun. At the very least, they're going to be fun. Can they make a postseason run? That is the question. All right, I've got a couple of listener questions to wrap up today's episode. Before we get to those, though, want to tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. You can get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5, just 5 bucks, and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 would get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. If you have not used NFL Sunday Ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV, let me tell you something. It is amazing. It is beautiful. As somebody that uses the product, I can absolutely support it here. FanDuel getting you 100 bucks off if you spend $5 or bet $5 with FanDuel. Now is the best time to join. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So you can visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. Again, FanDuel.com slash locked on. That is FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, wrapping up the Tuesday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Dahl, hanging out here with you. Appreciate you hanging out this long in the show. If you've not on YouTube, please go ahead and like the video if you do truly enjoy it, and leave me a comment if you've got any listener questions for the show. I mean, if we could keep a string going here where every episode we could hit a couple different listener questions, I would love to, to uh, field your guys' questions and thoughts about football, basketball. I've had a lot of fun with it in the past, so... Anything you want to know, you can leave it in the YouTube comments below or hit me on the socials again. Locked on UK on Twitter is where you can find me. All right, two questions here. Gary Gregg 9116 asks for future discussion. If both teams make the NCAA tournament, who what do you think the odds are that Kentucky and St. John's will play each other? The moment I read this, I actually said, "Ooh, that's a fun question. I really like that question." The problem here, Gary, is I don't know if I can directly answer that for you as far as like the odds that Kentucky and St. John's play each other. I don't know if I can give you a percentage or on a scale of 1 to 10 how likely it is. But what I can sit here and tell you is this, two things. First of all, we would all love to see this. I mean, may, maybe some of you out there don't, maybe some of you out there don't, but I can only imagine the majority of you out there, myself included, would love to see this. I would love to see this this year. If you could make that happen this year with this team and St. John's and what they brought in, whoo, I that would be a game that I would be very interested in going to, just to be a part of a little bit of history here, a, a little bit, uh, a little bit of Rick Pitino, John Calipari action. I, I could absolutely get down with this, Gary. I love this thought. 
And then the second thing I'll tell you here is there are people out there that believe certain aspects or entire sports are scripted. NFL, NBA, MLB, what what have you. College basketball, college football. Some people believe sports are scripted. At times when it comes to the NCAA tournament, it truly does feel like, hmm, it looks like the committee for for the for the March for March Madness really liked this team ranked here when it could have been ranked just a little bit lower or higher because that team, therefore, because of where they are ranked, will get to play this other team in this region, and it's going to create all of these storylines. Very interesting. And you get to see that, I think, two or three times every single NCAA tournament where it sets up, where either in the first or second round, you can see two programs that either are rivals, have storylines, have players that are transferred in between both programs, have coaches that don't like each other. You may get to see that. I think two or three times a tournament where there's just like, it's not just another game in the tournament. It's just like, ooh, there's something palpable here. You can feel it in the air. The tension, uh, or at least the aggression, maybe some of these different players or the teams have against each other. Um, At times, you've seen that. I would not be surprised if we fell into a world where Kentucky basketball this year was, I think, highly seeded, maybe somewhere between one and three, and St. John's is sitting there somewhere between, I don't know, 12 to seven, and it works out where Kentucky ends up playing them in the first or second round. I think it's a very real possibility that the NCAA basketball tournament committee maybe shifts things a little bit to make that happen if things get close. So I think it's possible. I think it's very possible, especially this year with the way that these two teams project out. Money Man one Sean asks, and this will be the final question of the day here, I'd like to know, how do you think this team would have done in Global Jam if we had this exact team with no Trey Mitchell but a return from Oscar Shibwe? Replace every single play with Mitchell from Oscar. Obviously, I know the threes Mitchell made would have been missed from Oscar. What would the results been, in your opinion? I think you would have had a couple of games there, probably get a little bit closer. Would one of them have been uh, deemed a loss? I'm not sure. Because what Kentucky loses in outside shooting and passing ability with Trey Mitchell, they gain in post presence and rebounding. And I think that with some of the height that the other team had, I think it would have truly made it more difficult for some of these other teams to create runs. Now, it certainly would have, wouldn't have would have helped on the defensive end, I don't think, with Oscar Sheebway protecting the rim. I don't think that, that a lot of things would have changed there. I think that the games would have been a little bit... I, I think the games would have been a little bit tighter. But you have to keep in mind, with Oscar Sheebway's rebounding prowess, especially on the offensive end of the floor, some of these shots that Kentucky ends up missing are probably getting corralled by 34 and blue, and they're probably getting put back up for a layup. And sometimes you're going to see, whenever teams try and make runs, some of their second-chance points are going to be erased because there goes Oscar Sheepway with the rebound. So, I, I don't know. I think you could probably wash it either way. I think that I'm I'm happy with the way that this team looked with Trey Mitchell. I'm happy that Mitchell was able to get these minutes and gain a little bit of chemistry on the court with his guys against a, a couple of legitimate opponents in the round robin. But... I think that Oscar Sheebway, as a whole, would have brought you some positive things, but the three-point shooting, I think, would have would have actually been missed. So, if you've got any thoughts on that, 
uh, you guys can leave that in the YouTube comments. And I think that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at LanceDaw underscore. And you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, leave it in the YouTube comments below. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And God bless.